Ogumba Wale for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim. Finally, my big is back in the post. Amy Audibert uh, coming back down from Toronto after her exciting run with the Raptors 95. They made it to what? The semifinals of the G League? Semifinal. Semi- yeah, yeah. Number one seed. Got upset. Typical March Madness. Single it's game March, elimination. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nicer when you're on the other side of March. <laughs> but you know what? Awesome. I had such I had so much fun. We had 17 days, games in 28 days, and the team was so good. Like I said, we clinched number one at the end of the regular season. It means it was you had a good time, called some really good hoops. And uh yeah, like here we go. <laughs> uh and and not to belay more March Madness talk, which is what we're gonna do on this women's basketball podcast, but uh, Amy is going to be doing a bunch of other stuff. She's going to be on uh, the, uh, uh, this is an all women's broadcast of a Raptors game. Um, Megan McPeak is doing play by play key and there's some, it's, it's like a superstar list of women doing a Raptors game on Friday. It no. So that's the 24th. So next okay. week. Next what week. Kind of week is that? We got a lot going on before then, but man, I, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's Wednesday, next Wednesday okay. against the, the Raptors, against the Denver Nuggets and Canadian history. And we are so excited. So, yeah. I, I'm excited too. So, Amy, um, she, she's been busy. My, my, yeah. my, my big has been busy, but she's back in the post to, to set uh, some screens for you, Gabe. Set some so. set some screens, get some post stuff. I'm gonna come off of handoffs. Also, I played bat. I forgot to say this. I played basketball with a bunch of 16 year olds the other day. Um, <laughs> you know, we were wearing masks and a lot. But man, they like don't understand how you come off a handoff and go to the rim. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's get into March Madness. <laughs> so today is Selection Monday. So tonight we will know the full bracket for the women's basketball tournament, which will start over the weekend, I believe, on the 21st. Um, obviously, the men's, we have the bracket that came out yesterday that, get, that gets off, uh, gets going on Thursday. Conference tournaments were insane on for both men and the women's. It was, we learned a lot about all the teams. Um, I have thoughts about our favorites. I have thoughts about some upset picks as well. But what I want to get into first is just kind of bracket picking mentality. <laughs> Everyone has their little things, right? I have I have like X amount of like, okay, I want a 512, I want a 413. I, I want X, I want X seed in the in the Elite Eight. I want one eight, right? So Amy, I was kind of I was kind of thinking, what is your big when you're picking your bracket? Do you have like one particular bracket where you're looking for an upset, or do you actually like go by each team? Well, this year I'm flipping a coin. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it works. No. I'll yeah, tell you, that works sometimes. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. My ba- my brackets are always like get busted. I oh. I have no, so I have, I cannot give advice. Um, I always have fun and I always do about three or four because, you know, when the first one's gone, usually in the first mm-hmm. like half day, you have four more. But yeah, so I, as a victim of the 512, <laughs> was the five, was the five, we got knocked Good. out by number 12. I remember. Um, Yes, 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 yes. I try not to, but hey, <laughs> uh, darn you, LSU. <laughs> um, but um, I, uh, 
I, I always pick a 512. I think that's like, isn't that statistically like the biggest upset? Uh, yeah, five twelve happens. I, every, I regularly there every year. There is at least one five twelve. I believe yeah. in both the men's and women's yeah. for like as long as we've been doing this. Yeah, so I always go to that one to make my upset because here's this is where I get super anxious, and I don't know if you can because you know bracket filling when you fill your bracket it's like big time, right? So I get like really anxious and I use a pencil because <laughs> I usually end up going back and switching stuff. I oh, you have to pick upsets. You can't not pick upsets. It's oh, why yeah. we call it March Madness. There are upsets. It's single elimination. It always happens. It's finding the right ones, as you said. So I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've, on the women's side, ever, well, or on the men's side, ever picked a 16 over one. So that's always the easiest one for me, right? right? Um, and twos, twos don't, to me, don't really get upset either. Right. Um, threes, no, I, I usually go with them too. <laughs> but definitely. The five twelve, the four thirteen. But you know what I would say, Gabe? I will say this. The one thing I do do, if I really don't know and I'm serious about it, uh, I go look at records. Have they beat someone big? And I go look at rosters in terms of, you know, if your seniors are your starters, because I do believe there's something to be said. I am not for one and dones. I understand it on the men's side. I understand it, but I'm not for it because there's something to be said about showing up in March and that the the Jersey that you've got on when you've literally thrown everything you have into that Jersey for four years, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially if you're like a mid major, I, I, I usually pick that's like my upset because we don't, we, we can't measure it. We're not always right, but I just, I like to favor the, the young man or young woman that is like given it yeah. and understands that, especially on the women's side, you might not have an opportunity to play after college. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that that's something I always kind of look at. No, that senior point's a really good point. I always, and I also try to look at the coaches, like who's been here before the most, like, yeah. cause they're, especially when you're looking at not necessarily the first round, but the second round, Yes. That's where you can kind of get into trouble because in the conference tournament, right? You have like, you have like four games in five days. There ain't no, there, there's no, like, we're going to change what we're doing right now. Like we're doing what we're doing. If it works great, if it doesn't, okay, whatever we're, we're out. But when you get to the tournament, I feel like you have a lot of chances to overthink things, to overchange things, to, to, to get out of what you're doing. So good coaches are going to figure out a way to keep their team make make small adjustments but keep their team intact mentally so i look at the coaches that have been there before i look at the players that have been there before and i also try to look at who's hot for sure if you're hot like you know i'm going to talk about fgcu in a second fgcu has won i believe 24 straight games if you're hot and you're um and you have a high ceiling too so that's what when i'm looking at these like mid-major schools you gotta be hot you have to have a high ceiling. Any school, honestly, like have to be hot. Have to have a high ceiling. So let's talk. I mean, NC State's going to be a number one and number two seed. So I'm not sure this like applies to them, but like they have two road wins over a number one school. That means to me they have a really, really high ceiling. They also have a couple bad losses, but I'm going to try to go with ceiling if I have a good coach, a, a more experienced team, and a hot team. Then I can believe more in that ceiling. If I have a team that's a little less hot. A little younger, you know, I, I might try to go with, against them. Um, so I, you know, but that senior point's a big deal because you're right. Like, 
this is March. March basketball is just different. Like there's so it's, yeah. it, it's just different. Like you got you got players that are gonna. It's about and it's such a, it's all the cliches and they're great, right? It's like you need the kid to dive on the floor. You you need someone to take a charge. You need someone to get in get in the huddle and start yelling at their teammates to get them going. And and that's what the beauty is of college basketball in March. It's pure. It's beautiful. Honestly, out of every single sport event and every single sport, if you ask me what my single favorite event to watch is, it's not the NCAA tournament. It's the mid-major conference tournaments. You want to see fight. You want to see understanding if you lose, you're truly done. Mm -hmm. And it's not to cut out, obviously, the talent in the, the high majors in those conference tournaments is fun. It's not, it's certainly on display every year, but if you're a top 25 team and you're down 10 late in the fourth quarter in the semis different than if you are in that same situation in a mid major Mm -hmm. and not a top 25 team, there's something extra that goes in. But when you do get to the, of course, when you do get to the NCAA tournament, um, you hope that every team brings that type of mindset but I just think the mid-majors is where it's at uh, getting into the tournament because if you lose, you, there's a You're good done. chance there's no at-large bids. And uh, it's just it, it pumps me up, it fires me up, and it motivates me just as an old person <laughs> who doesn't play basketball anymore. You know what I mean? Who doesn't yeah. control games, who gets to talk about it but not as much into it. I get so fired up watching these mid-major conference tournaments. No, I do too. I just, it's just better in March, baby. It's better in March. (laughs) And we are here and uh, we are going to give you some of our favorites in the next segment and then some of our Cinderella's in the last segment. So stick around right here on Lockdown. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has a wind-down session that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnMBA for a one-month free trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations, for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash locked on MBA. Betline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Actually, football is not over. There's FCS football you can bet on. Betline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props, and almost anything you can imagine. Betline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best 
way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online. Your online sportsbook experts and make sure you use that promo code locked on so that they know you came from us. Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball Time Talk favorites in the NCAA tournament. Also, reminder, great setup of shows here on the Locked On Women's Basketball feed. Eric Ayala is on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Howard McDell is on Fridays. Let's talk some women's basketball tournament favorites right now. So the top eight teams in the in whatever the net rating or whatever thing. There's like eight teams that could get a one seed. So we have Stanford, UConn, Texas A&M, South Carolina, NC State, Maryland, and Baylor all could get a one seed. If you had, it, it, are there any teams outside of those eight that you would consider favorites in the tournament? To to win the whole thing, it'd be hard. To, or to toss to, them in that group. To like, toss them in that group. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I've always, ex- Louisville, like Dana Evans, how do you not? Because I think Louisville and NC State have been very neck and neck at times, right? And mm-hmm. um, so if NC State's going to get a one scene, I don't know how Louisville's not kind of in that, right. close to them. The other one, Dark Horse, this is not Cinderella. We're going to get into Cinderella, but this yeah. is not Cinderella. But I, I, I call Dark Horse, we're like, not not top eight, but I mm-hmm. think can play that with them is UCLA. Yeah, I think Corey Close, the head coach there, has been fantastic. Um, they've had such a great uh, they they grade they graduate great players. You see a lot of UCLA yeah. in the W, uh, but Michaela Onyenwere, she's fantastic. Uh, this is a team that when you look at Stanford, number one seed, and they got slammed by them in the conference. Mm-hmm. Pac, in the Pac-12 semifinal, what would that have been last week? Um, but when you look at the regular season, they lost by 12, they beat them by four. And I, I just, I think that this is a team that, you know, now that Michaela had 30 points in that game. So if they do see, if they, for some reason, ended up seeing Stanford again, I don't know if they would, but Which I'm, ho- I'm guessing they're hoping they don't. <laughs> They, they are yeah, hoping they don't, but if they do, right, it's time for Carissa Osborne. Really, anyone's gonna anyone that they see is going to be locked in on Michaela, right? And so Carissa mm-hmm. Osborne and company, it's time. It's time. Um, so I'm excited to see what the Bruins are able to do. Yeah, they have a high ceiling, kind of going yeah, back to what we we're talking go. about. Yeah, like yeah. High yep. ceiling team. Um, okay, let's I, I I agree. I think UCLA and Louisville belong in that conversation. I don't know who's going to get the four number one seeds. I don't know how they do this. It's does it make it fun team. though? Like, does it, does. it make it fun that like realistically, like you said, there's eight teams. Um, it's pretty awesome. Like this is what you want in a tournament, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not, I understand like it's hard. You don't go into the NCAA tournament and say, Hey, anyone, any six, not one of these 64 teams. No, like there's some teams that aren't going to sure. win this tournament, but the fact that there's this many realistics uh, is super, super exciting. And I mean, a couple years ago, it didn't go much farther than UConn, who is still mm-hmm. up there, by the way. But I guess to the point of where the women's game is now and, and really where it is this season, which is a whole other conversation and a whole other yeah. podcast, but it, it's going to make what we have in San Antonio very exciting. Yeah, I think I think it, it, there's just more parity at the top. There's a lot of teams here that like I really believe in. Um, but you know what? You mentioned UConn. I don't know how much I believe in UConn. Ooh. 
Don't get mad at me, people on Twitter. But <laughs> Paige Beckers is a great player. Kristen Williams is a great player. Olivia Nelson Dota is one of my favorite players in college basketball. I just don't – they haven't been tested all that much. They, they beat South Carolina, one of the best wins in the country, period. But they lost to Arkansas. As if you've heard this podcast before, Arkansas is my team. I love Arkansas, but Arkansas is like up and down, right? Like, so I just, I just don't know how much I should trust this very young UConn team. Going back to our conversation, like they're young. So are you, are you like more on board with them? You'd say than me, or, or what was your feeling on UConn? You know, I'm right. Honestly, I'm right down the middle because I because I did tell you how I do value um, mm-hmm. age and class seven freshmen, but then I think about their two non Remember they had such a slow start on the year because their program yeah. actually couldn't get up and going until it was what, like mid, mid to late December, I think. Right. Um, they didn't play Louisville and they didn't play Baylor out of their control, but those were scheduled games that didn't happen because of COVID. And those are huge measuring stick games, non-conference, mm-hmm. some of the best teams in the country. You take these young players and you throw them, uh, and both of those teams play really good defense, right? And yep. so when you get to the NCAA tournament, you've got a whole season of scout behind you, and uh, which makes it so exciting. But yeah, so, but the one thing I would say is, and I know we've talked about this before, I love watching LeBron James win championships. Mm. I love watching Tom Brady win championships. I am not, I am not a person who argues greatness. And so if Paige Beckers wants yes. to go ahead and lead this team, there's only two other women that have ever led their national championship team in scoring, right? And that was Cheryl Miller, USC, as and Jamika Holzglock, yeah, at, at Tennessee, yes, as freshmen. And so if Paige Beckers wants to go ahead and take the team, I'm not going to be mad at it. I'm going to enjoy watching it, and I'm going to I'm going to cherish history, right? Yeah. And uh, so, am I super super like? And as compared to other years past that UConn's going to be in the final four. If you ask me, would I put 10 bucks on it? Yeah. Would I put a hundred? Maybe not, but would I be surprised? No. They're sure. They have Gino. Like, you know, yeah, they, oh, that one little thing too, right? Yeah, like, they, come on. They all, <laughs> yeah. You know, if we're talking about coaches, there hasn't been a coach um, that meant there hasn't been many coaches uh, across sports that have been in that in that final game more than Gino. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I could see it. There's no, I mean, I could see it, but I don't know. Just to me, like, and they don't, they just haven't played that, that sort of like, you know, murderers row schedule that I kind of look for like South Carolina has for sure. Uh, Texas A&M has for sure. Um, and, you know, I think both those teams are excellent. Um, and, you know, I, I think if you told me both of them ended up in the final four, I believe you. Um, I think Stanford as well, because, and also Stanford's interesting because they've already kind of had a tournament experience. Cause they were, if I, if you guys remember like beginning of the year, they couldn't play in their home stadium. So they just had to be like a traveling group. Obviously this year's tournament, you're not going to have to travel, but living out of a hotel room, understanding that you're gonna have to practice in different facilities and being used to the change in your daily schedule, that's going to benefit Stanford um, in a weird way. And winning and winning while you're doing that. Like that's the other thing too, right? You can show up. Sure. But winning ball games under these adverse circumstances more than anybody in the country. I mean, you know that. 
that has yeah. to come up in the locker room. Like we we've been here, we've done this now and we've done it and we've been successful. So the other team I just want to say though, Gabe is Texas A&M, right? They lost, okay. they lost in the semis, uh, the SEC semis to Georgia. And this is a team that again is, is up there. And I think when you lose your last game going into the tournament sometime and you're expected to win, you expect that of yourselves to win. You didn't meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. This is kind of your second chance. And I think that sometimes that in some ways, if you want to keep your glass half full to losing a big ball game, that maybe the next one's a little bit better. Yeah. No, and we've seen that before too. So I texted them really good team, really tested, um, tough team. And, and, you know, Georgia's nothing to scoff at either. So like losing Georgia's like, I don't see that as a demerit on their resume because it's just hard to win a lot of games. This is all leading up though, to the team that I believe should be the favorite in this tournament. The team that I'm probably picking to win the national title, um, Maryland. Uh, I I mean, I live in full disclosure. I live in DC. I do a podcast with Christy winter Scott, who's who has her name in the rafters up at Maryland. So I'm a little biased. I am, but (laughs) You got some stuff to back it up. <laughs> They've won 11 straight games <laughs> yeah. in in the Big Ten, which is one of the best conferences in the country this year. And they've won these games. They haven't won a game by fewer than 10 points. Their closest game was a 10-point win against Nebraska, I believe, in the first round of the – or whatever, whatever round they played Nebraska in the tournament. They are killing teams. They beat Iowa – by 20 points and scored 104 points in that game. They scored 100 or more points in three of their last eight games. This team is on fire. Ashley Owusu is one of the best players in the country, period. They just got Angel Reese back, who's getting in shape. I think she can provide a lot on the defensive end. But even if she wasn't playing like Katie Benz and Chloe, Chloe Bibby, Diamond Miller, Mimi Collins, like that's a tremendous starting five. They know what they're doing. They have a great coach. Maryland is the team I got winning this whole thing. And what's crazy about the whole thing is don't forget, they lost five of their top six scores after last crazy. year to graduation. They had a couple transfers, I think. Uh, and so when you, you talk about just the chemistry and having to come together and again, up and down and a lot of, a lot more zoom maybe than actually mm-hmm. in person to get things going. And so you wonder while they're obviously one of the top teams in the country. And I agree with you would not be surprised if Maryland wins this whole thing. Um, you wonder if the clickage or that peak, if they're just getting into that, you say that they're scoring. They're just, they're great basketball players. Those three transfers, obviously they've played the game. They understand the game. They're good at it. Um, But then there's that extra, just whole chemistry that you develop through reps and through playing together. And so you wonder if Maryland's one of those teams that in some ways, as, as well as their record is, what are they 17 and one, I think, um, in the big yeah. 10, right? Yeah. They've only lost, um, uh, one game in the big 10. Yeah. They've lost two but, games all year, but that's how good they are. They're winning games while it's a completely new group, new mm-hmm. roles. And so you wonder when you look at the scoring, the high scoring, you wonder if they're really just peaking right now, which is crazy. And this is what a national championship team looks like sometimes. Like, and they got, more they got often that little, than others. they got a little chip on their shoulder from those players that left too. You don't yeah. want to be here. That's great. We're going to take it to the final four yeah. this year. Could you imagine? And like, yeah. And that is like Maryland's program ethos, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like talking to a lot of people who have been around that program. Like they'll put a chip on their own shoulder and they'll take it all the way to the final four. So we mentioned a ton of teams here. Pick your favorite. Well, we, Amy, you didn't pick your favorite. Just pick, name, name a team. 
Come on. It's going to be hard not to say Maryland after we just said that, right? If okay. we just had that chat. I mean, I'm not copying you, but I kind of am. That's uh, but I, again, this is harder than any other year. It like there, I say Maryland, I could see UConn doing, I mean, we haven't even said South Carolina, <laughs> like, hello. Them. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, State, there's so many. Yeah. Stanford, like, come on. No, I'm not. I'm not there. There's too many this year. I'm, there's just I'm not take, an outright favorite, but I'm taking Maryland rep repping the DMV. Okay. We're going to come back though with some Cinderella's who could spoil everything we just talked about. So keep it locked right here on Locked on Women's Basketball. Okay, we got to say something about Bill Bar. Did they send you more too? I got like another like sample, oh, yeah, cru- like a crispy one. I don't care. I love them. I, I literally brought one every game with me. <laughs> It was like my hour before tip just because like if I don't, I don't like to eat too much, but if I, otherwise you get hungry, right? In the middle of the game, I freaking yeah. ate a built bar every single game this season. And I was like, thank you guys. You saved me some cash. What's your favorite flavor? Cause this is going to be our ad. I like, I like love the cherry. I love, okay. Yeah. So I love the cherry one. I love all coconut. So they said that like coconut one separately. So good. But the crispy one, the crispy deal. I was also about that. So there are definitely yeah. options. I let's, I'll, I'll put it to you this way out of that sampler pack. They sent, there wasn't one they sent where I was like, no, I can't eat this. No. They were all good, but I just like coconut. I like cherry. And like I said, that crispy thing was awesome. And I ate one before every single game. And I was like, Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm fucked up. I'm good. It was just enough. It wasn't like a big deal, but I definitely wasn't starving by the end of it because, as you know, when we go to call games yeah. or get or you show up and it's a long day. Well, th- that's about as honest of a testimonial as you'll get in any <laughs> advertisement ever. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. Okay, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that promo code's different now. It's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Wrapping up on a lovely Monday in March. Selection Monday, people. Get get ready. Tonight, we're going to figure out the brackets. Uh, I make like one immediately when the brackets come out, just like gut reaction, and then I like do other ones as the day goes on. So I hope you guys are going to have the same enjoyment as I am. I will be having to watch the Bachelor finale tonight. I just want to say, whoever planned this, I, I take this as an affront to me personally because like I have to watch The Bachelor and I'm going to have to watch Election Monday at the same time. So this well, is a personal. Let's not hope it leaks. Let's not hope it leaks early this year. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if anybody wants to leak, just yeah. link it to me. Just DM me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. You can also send it to Amy at Amy Otterbert. Um, just do that. And like, I'll, I'll have it. I promise. I won't tell anybody, but I will be watching the bachelor. So if they just want to like not leak it, then I'm fine with that too. (laughs) I'm just kidding with you. Actually (laughs) this season has been a little rough for the bachelor, but we're not talking about the bachelor. We're going to talk about Cinderella's in the NCAA tournament. Obviously we don't have a bracket. So this is like, this is harder than the favorites because this is like your, your Cinderella's are usually based on matchups and, you know, it's some not not this year, but sometimes it's like where you're getting sent to, um, and and just kind of those things. But you know, I think teams that I could see pulling off upsets, I got two of them. First one um, is the High Point Panthers. High Point won the Big South to make their first NCAA tournament appearance ever. Again, full disclosure, I'm a little biased here because 
uh, my fiance's father, my future father-in-law, he teaches at High Point and I've been there a lot. I've spent a lot of time at High Point. But still, I think here's the reason why I think they can pull off an upset. So they are 21-6 on the season. They've had uh, they had a chance to beat UNC early in the year, who's going to be a tournament, uh, who's going to be a tournament team. They've played this really weird, like it, it, the big the Big South did this thing where it's like you play two games at each venue throughout the year, but they end up winning a tournament. And on top of that, what they do better than pretty much anybody in the country is shoot threes. They shoot more threes than any, anyone in the country. They make more threes than anybody in the country. Their percentage isn't great, but the way, I mean, it's just like they spam threes. And when that happens, when a team can get hot like that and just hit a bunch of threes and you got, and you got a player like Skylar Curran, who was big South player of the year, who can just, she can get hot and hit like eight in a row. You got a chance to pull off an upset. So high point is one team. I am looking at. Do you want to give one of yours, or do you want me to go to my second one? Go ahead. You can go. Well, yeah, yeah. You're already picking mine, so go ahead. Give it. Give okay. it to us. I may. Maybe. FGCU, the Eagles from Florida Gulf Coast. Um, if you recall, Dunk City on the men's side a couple years ago, 15 seed made it to the Sweet 16, I believe. Um, and this team is not Dunk City. They're just damn good. Tashara Morehouse, Kirsten Bell. Bell transferring from Ohio State has been everything and more you could possibly want for a team like FGCU in the A-Sun. She's averaging 24 points and 10.8 rebounds per game to go along with 2.8 assists. Shard Morehouse, one of those little, just a little little scat back. Getting getting to lanes, getting steals, getting assists. Going to be a really tough guard for anyone because of how quick she is. They have a good supporting cast. And guess what? They lost to Missouri State a top 25 team and to Arkansas, a top 25 team to begin the year. Since then, they have not lost. They have not lost a game. And again, just like we were talking about Maryland, hasn't been particularly close. I'm looking at their, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Their closest win was by 12 points this year against North Florida. And yeah, the a Sun, you know, we could a A Sun, you could, you could knock the, the competition, but there's some good teams there. And I don't care what, teams you're playing if you're beating teams by like 15 points 20 points every single night that's a special team man that's a special team i think this team i i'm i'm like concerned about calling them a cinderella because i think they're going to be placed let me see what I, I forget what they were at on um on espn's bracketology they're a 10 seed that's not really going to be an upset if they get to the second round because it's a seven ten. And if they get past the number two seed, I'm not going to be that surprised because this team is just that good. They are that talented. You should expect them to win their first round game. So those are my two Cinderella's high point FGCU. Who you got? All right. Not one of those two, but okay. I, I like them. Uh, I'm going with the, uh, the mid American conference and, and the, okay. the central Michigan chip wise. Ah, I, uh, this one, when we talk Cinderella, I, I, I struggle with the term Cinderella at times mm-hmm. because when I look at, especially the mid-American, mid-American conference, the Mac, a couple of years ago, they had Central Michigan and Buffalo both get to the Sweet 16. And everyone was in, around the country, oh, two Cinderella's and blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was working, I was Buffalo's color analyst. And I mean, I appreciate the national attention, but this is not Cinderella. These mm-hmm. teams are good. These there are there are a couple mid-major teams that are very, 
very good. And, but I do, but since we're calling it Cinderella, uh, Central Michigan is a team that has, so when you mentioned high point that this is their first time, Central Michigan is not. Mm-hmm. As when you look at the last five years of this program, Sweet 16 team, one of the best teams in the Mid-American Conference every year. Uh, and it, what's interesting is their their head coach, Sue Guevara, who I love, by the way, when she retired, I think two, two seasons ago now, Heather Osterley took over, but was her associate head coach for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. There is an expectation for excellence. They expect to be playing in March. And uh, this to me is just another for them. They went 12 and six in the Mac, but I think the Mac has four teams. That, they're not obviously going to get four teams in the tournament. This is a conference that going back to the whole mid-major um, conference tournament conversation we had, they could, I think they should send two. They, they should have an at-large bid almost yeah. every season. And this year there's four, there's four teams that could be, could have won the tournament and that could actually win a couple games, I think in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Central Michigan's one of them, but they're led by a guard in Michaela Kelly. She's a senior. Maddie Waters is a senior. Kyra Bustle is a senior. But back to Michaela Kelly, averaging 24 points a game. She's a 5'6 guard, but I've, I've called her before. She is so explosive. She can break down anybody. And so I'm just, I get excited when mm-hmm. uh, for teams like this because they come into these tournaments. You mentioned the chip on their shoulder because they don't get any kind of respect. They really don't. Yeah. But uh, I think, I don't know where there are on the bracketology, but when we say Cinderella, do I think Central Michigan's going to win a national championship? No. Do I think they can get back to the Sweet 16? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you look at a team like this, their first game of the year, they lost, but they schedule Michigan. Like they want the bigger, they want to go in and compete against the best teams because they think they're going to be playing in March. And those games prepare them for these moments. So to me, they just check a lot of boxes. You mentioned the coaching the seniors and just that while well, they're good on paper, but they just, they want to be there. They should be there and they walk in ready to go. So central Michigan, Florida golf coast, high point. Those are Cinderella's. Our favorites are Maryland and Stanford and the, the rest of the favorites that, you know, <laughs> I look forward to all of these teams losing in the first game. <laughs> guess what? It's March. None of this is going to make sense. We could we could try to apply all sorts of logic to this, and it just doesn't matter. And that's the beauty of basketball in March, is that you don't. It, this is a, the time where we watch basketball in the most pure sense. You just watch it because you want to see something crazy happen. Because you want to see the 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 teams go up against each other and see you know David stand up to Goliath. You want to see those March legends be born. And I, th- I think this this year is going to be really special. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we see the best teams make it. But hopefully we get a lot of craziness. So make sure you watch Selection Monday tonight. Uh, we will be back next Monday after the first round of the games, bemoaning all of our terrible it, selection <laughs> uh, bracket advice that we're going to be giving out throughout the week. Um, <laughs> and you guys, you guys should make sure you uh, subscribe to this podcast feed because Eric Ayala, like I mentioned, Tuesday and Thursday, Howard McDell on Friday tournament over the weekend. Guys, get some sleep because it's going to be crazy. All right. Uh, Enjoy your week and we will talk to you very soon.